0: You can have all the money in your hand All the possessions anyone can ever have But it's our worth, treasure True worth is only measured Not by what you got, but what you got in your heart You can have, you can have
1: In touch with the Savior's hand On rock we stand like his native land Let the ways of love be the ways of man
2: Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at com.
3: This is Shane T. DeShay, the host of Thought, Love, and Reflections, brought you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We're here seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voice can have an opportunity to go beyond a few blocks. It's important that you call in at 657-383-0309 so your voice can be heard without interruption. I am pleased that Cheryl and Joyce were here this evening and um, a lot of times we find ourselves backtracking uh, because of the stories that are presenting themselves, and we're trying to deal with the reality of the fact that we get information so quickly. And trying to understand why it is is that we don't seem to be moving forward in regards to the situations that are going on in our country, and I you know sometimes um when I hear people suggest uh that it's always been this way, I myself not understanding that completely because of the life that I have led and uh living here in Orlando, I have not been given the opportunity. Uh, to see firsthand some of the racism that existed in certain areas in Orlando, uh we've had a lot of trouble in in some of the history that has been told being told in aoy and in Titusville and some of some of the small areas outside of Orlando. But growing up in Orlando, I have to be honest, I was born in 1960 with very little fear related to where I lived in my neighborhood and where I could and could not go. Uh, I never had a conversation uh, with my parents related to what areas were necessarily off limits. And so as a little boy, a group of us used to ride our bicycles all over Orlando, going to the mall and going to different places, and not really having uh, any fear related to the police in general. Uh, I have to say that I have experienced racism when it comes to people thinking I have taken things Stores. So I have experienced that, but experiencing uh, police officers just stopping me in the street for nothing, I have not experienced that. And when I'm talking today about the fact that a police officer who has been on duty for less than 12 hours, and has already pulled his weapon out and fired it in the back of a person who's running away, suggests to me that there are people out there who want to get on the police force and who are hell-bent on having the experience of gunning down unarmed individuals. So, as we talked today about that article I sent to everybody related to this young man just not being able to get home. And and uh Cheryl and George, we talked a lot about having one the most important thing for our kids is to get home. And have them understand the value of their lives so that they don't go around getting in the vehicles and doing things that might get them in a situation with police officers. But at some point, we have to have those people who are in charge, like the mayors of these different cities, like the police officers, the chiefs of these different departments, have some kind of conversation with those in their there under them that they don't want to continue the chaos that is being going on in our different cities throughout the United States. That people have the right to go about their business without the fear that police officers are gonna unjustly snuff out their children's lives. And I say again, despite the fact that we have all of this new technology, there were times when I drove up and down the roads of Florida, Georgia, and South Carolina. After college, I drove all the way to Hartford, Connecticut from Florida and back again. And I never felt the uneasiness that I feel now related to getting on the road and having the misfortune of bumping into or crossing the path of a police officer who may not treat me fairly. It is sickening to think that there are people every day that wake up in the morning and may have the misfortune of crossing the path with a racist officer who does not mean you any good. And I am talking about all the way down to not just murdering us, but putting us in handcuffs and having us go to jail unnecessarily. As citizens, when we cross the path of a police officer for something simple, he should treat us with respect and give us a ticket if that's his will, and let us go on our way. We should not feel threatened or fear when we see blue lights behind us. But that is where it has come to, Cheryl. We find ourselves in constant fear and hearing every day about the mistreatment of African-Americans by police officers And even though we talk About it being going on every day We do not hear That same kind of Interaction Going on between white America And the police force
4: Good evening and how's everyone doing this evening You know I was thinking When you were talking about Restricted areas in your neighborhood And I could remember, you know, there were areas that was bad, but it wasn't anything dealing with the police officers. It may have been a bad um, bunch of kids, you know, in that area, um, a gang or something like that. But we never feared the police officers, you know, because we always looked at them if we were in any kind of trouble, that they would be there to help us. Um, Throughout the situation You know um, And even back then I could also remember You know They never used deadly force You know for a situation like that With somebody running If you want to get them down It's always the leg It's not in the back And you know These officers are trained To shoot precisely So when they get the back, they know what they're getting. And you're right. I've never seen so much killing. But, you know, I think a lot of the police officers today, and I'm not saying all of them because we have quite a bit good ones out there, they bring their attitudes and their frustrations from wherever a situation um, that they dealt with somebody at home, you know, whatever the case may be, or uh, what they believe is about people of color, how they interpret us, you know it's a whole bunch of things, but it's not they don't a lot of them don't do their job in a neutral mind, meaning assess each situation and how we can handle this without killing. Anyone. So yeah, you know, this has brought on a whole new um, thing as far as you know, shooting a kill, and I feel like my life was threatened, and that becomes pretty old. I feel like my life was threatened, but threatened by individuals who who are not armed, who are not them, but moving in the other direction. You know, it's about time. That these situations um find themselves with being convicted of officers that do wrongdoing and could have made a whole lot of better decisions so yeah i'm um I'm with you, and I definitely understand you know because you know with my son that's my my um thing that I tell him, whatever you do, your job is to make it back home.
3: And Joyce, the problem is, you know, we we are intelligent black people. I mean, you can't just keep telling us the same thing over and over and over again. We're paying attention and we're watching. And when we don't see we know that every every black every city has a hey has a number of African American officers in it. And when those officers are not having the same problem, you leave me to want to know why are we, why are black officers not having the same issue when it comes to killing unarmed white people? You know, and it, says, it just means that there is something going on that they're taking a different type of response or reaction to people, or they feel like they have to take a second look before they react?
4: Good afternoon, uh, everyone. Um, that's true. Um, they're not put in a, a situation for them to, to make those choices, to be honest with you. And just like I had indicated the other day, and I say I'll fault us for that because We allow white policemen to come in our neighborhood and do all the killing. They are trained to kill now. They're not trained to – they have a different mindset of training. Most of them don't have the patience to. So that's the reason why I think that what we can do as a community, we can demand to have uh, minorities to come in in our neighborhood to uh, administer and protect us and for us to obey the law. Uh, When you see a white policeman, um, uh, there's no way that we can even relate to them, most of all. And you indicated about the training. Uh, They should have psychological training, um, evaluations, and that's a part of uh, being an officer and graduating from their school. I think that the type of training that they're getting is is telling us. But to say that this has just happened, I'm not buying that. We just been asleep at the wheel thinking that we was beyond that. But this has been happening all along and it hadn't changed. It's been since Jim Crow. It's been since your ancestor and I was slaves. It's been there. But what we failed to do is and I think what we got so mature and educated and learned the way that you indicated is that we can read it but we didn't teach our young people to read it and to how to conduct ourselves and that's what we're backtracking and doing now. Because believe me, when you look at authority, you look in, but you're not wholeheartedly, you're thinking too. You know, you're you're sharp thinking and you're reading them. You know how to read people. Our young people more than likely, when they get out and confront, they don't know how to read in evaluation. That's what we need to teach them because that's what our ancestors taught us. And we learned that a lot by looking and how the way that they conduct their and the situation that they put in. And then my dad used to come home, and we used to talk as a family, discuss situations. Growing up in the south in Mississippi, you learn quick. So I know the northern way how to read a person, and I know the Mississippi way, the down south way, how to read people. And that's what we need to teach our kids. I'm so proud of my son's stuff because he thinks, he thinks like my husband and I because we, we put time in teaching. You know, and like I said, we used to get movies and back them up, put them on pause and, and talk about it and make them see the big pictures and see how you think. We need to start asking our kids about situations, what, what you do in hypothetical situations. So that's what I think that we need to do. And, you know, I know you saying, you know, I'm always saying what we need to do, but it is on us. We cannot depend on a white society and a white government to do the right thing because we look at it day in and day out. As soon as you turn your TV on, you're going to see that they're not going to uphold anything for us. We're going to have to develop and learn what we can do to protect ourselves and our young people.
3: You know, we've all had a lot of different experiences, and, um, I've had a lot of different experiences that have molded my brain as well. And uh, sometimes I do a self-evaluation about the way I feel about America and how I am, uh, how I interact with it. I had was... Um, I went to an all-white elementary school when the crossover came uh, because my mother was a teacher. And she crossed over. They moved the teachers to the white schools and the white teachers to the black schools a year before they integrated the children. And so for three years, I was the only black child at Pine Castle Elementary School. And I learned to interact with the those white kids and with those white teachers, and I was taught to interact with them um, in a polite manner, but without fear. So I never went to the school with fear because I knew my mom was there. But there were times when I walked around and did things in Orlando without fear and i know that there were people who came before me that made it a lot easier for me to do that and uh i went on to south carolina state uh went to uh to um to jones high school and i chose to go to a predominantly black school cuz i wanted that experience my dad went to jones high school so i felt led to want to go to jones high school and then I went on to South Carolina State, but I did all those things, knowing that what I wanted to do more than anything else was be able to interact with white people on their level without feeling as though I had to prove something and and do what do the best that I could and I ended up in a place in Virginia where I became a roommate of a white guy, and it worked okay uh for a few months, uh, until he and his wife got back together and he, he wanted their privacy. But I say all that to say that there was an ease that I felt mentally that I don't feel anymore. I feel like now that I have to, like you said, George, really evaluate and see what my white counterparts are saying uh, and how they move around me so to really understand whether or not what they what they say is real, or if there's some underlying things that I can pick up on that give me a clue to who they truly are because there are some people out there proclaiming not to be racist, just like our president who proclaims that he's the least racist, Person in the world, but every day, Cheryl, he's doing things that clearly suggest that he is leaning towards a white supremacist.
4: Well, you know, uh, I'm okay. I'm trying to say, I guess, in, in a in a in a, a very um, respectable as As much as I could But you know He don't really even know better Let me just put it like that Um, Like you know We talk about all the time In the different jobs and positions You know when you take on A position like that You should have a mental evaluation as well Because your understanding Really has to be sharp Sharp enough to know what it is that you're doing And that means that you don't create chaos And then you think you come to the rescue of it um, You you don't let certain things come out your mouth And then you say, oh, I'm just joking I mean, this is not a person this far in charge And um, we're supposed to take seriously Because, to me, what comes out of your mouth in your actions is actually what's in your heart. You don't take it back. You take it back just because of something to say, but you don't take it back because that's what you mean. You know, you mean what you say, and you say what you mean, and that has been what he's been doing all along. So we pretty much can see clearly, you know, in that area. And I would also say, I would also say, Evy Wonder can see clearly the mess that you know that he's doing, and then want to take it back, want to want to say I didn't say that. So yeah, he he really don't know. Um, I'm gonna give it to that that um, it's the mental evaluation that's needed because he really don't know, and what he know all he know is like he said he want America to be. Um, good again or great again. So that's all he know is when they were over everything and why we are not behaving the way we should be behaving. And that means bringing it back to slavery time, you know, that we didn't have a whole lot of choices, but today we have many a choices. So um, I can very well, you know, see and relate to what you're saying. And I hope I said it in a very nice way.
3: Uh, Joyce, what we recognize now is there are people who have been hiding in the shadows who have now been given permission uh, to allow their words to be freely spoken and their behaviors uh, to have an opportunity uh to do things they would have uh chose to keep behind closed doors. And so now we see ourselves having to deal with the true racism that exists in our nature, uh, because our president has opened the doors.
4: That's true. And though do not be mistaken, he was selective because he was a racist. That's why they put him up there, believe me, and that's the reason why now these people they have no no uh, <clears throat> remorse on what they say, how they said, and what they do, because this guy is the most filthiest, and if 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 if, if you could say white trash to me for a president, that's what he is. He is so uh, freaked, uh, blatantly with what he says. And this is not just with minority. He is still to the way he has demeaned other females, other congressmen. If he, if you're not on his team, he's going to demean you to the laws of the law. And that's what's so sad about it. But I thought the people that we put in there, in these positions, to let him go card blanche like this, because this is going to be a lot to turn around. But when you look at it, <laughs> This is not our fight. Black people are going to survive. We know how to get over. This is the white man's stuff that we're looking at out in the open. It's not black folk stuff. We saw what black folk stuff with Obama and Michelle in power. This is white folk stuff that they putting out. You know, like they say, family business. You know, keep your family business inside the home. Well, then this is their family business, and he's just spreading it all out in the open. This is what they're dealing with. And a lot of them scared of the big boy who's head of the family right now. So that's what they're looking at because this show, not a black person's fight, and minorities, they will be reprimanded. And, and the people that he's he's um, holding down now, the Mexicans, when they turn around, sue, every last one, I'm going to get paid. See, They're going to be a nation just like the Chinese. They're going to get paid. So this is white folks stuff we deal dealing with right now, out in the open.
3: Uh it is clear that there's some baggage that white America has to to deal with, and that has to be exposed so that they can deal with it honestly. Uh, D, it has, has been hidden for a long time uh, because they wanted to continue their lives, but uh, recently... Uh, there was a major um, firing of a person who, on Netflix, I think it was, who used the word nigger in a a meeting and was let go. And it seems like these people are just not getting it. People who you think would be smart enough not to allow themselves to be caught up uh, are being caught up and showing their true colors and being exposed.
1: Well, good evening everybody and I'm sorry I'm late, uh I wasn't able to uh pick up the show initially. Um, you know, um I, I think that um you know, first of all to try to diagnose and dissect what their mentality is and what their personality is. Um you know, they have been exposed. Um, it's pretty evident that they have been in the closet for a long time, all right? Um, and with the use of the Internet, they they found ways to channel one another and to communicate uh, on back sites for quite a long time. Uh, it just came to our attention here later at the beginning of this last election. But, um, you know, uh, even with the Tea Party and 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 that group, uh, it's pretty evident that they, they've they been around for a minute. Now, I'm going to bring to you a 10-second minute. Man, part of that thing. Um, it's important to understand that Donald Trump is just a prototype. He's just a prototype that they use as an experiment to see how far that they can go. Uh, Sarah Palin was probably the first uh, of its kind, but she didn't have all that it took to to. Do. So uh, Donald Trump is just an experiment. Now um, we have to use some imagination of, of what uh, what are they going to try next? Mind you, uh, they are a learning uh, group. They 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 they're, they're not stupid. They just don't have any common sense. All right, so them not being stupid, they're going to perfect what they've learned with this last candidate. The next candidate that they put out there is going to be a lot more
3: smooth.
1: It's going to be a lot more polished. All right, man, that's why it's so important for us to get our heads together, get our heads in the game, because this is not over. All right? Again, Donald Trump is a prototype. Now, uh, it if you all ever watched the view, that's Whoopi Goldberg and you know, all of those ladies. All right. The lady that sits on the very far end of Whoopi, on the opposite side of Whoopi, the the next candidate is gonna be something like her. If you're smart. Alright? It's gonna be somebody that that has their views dear to the heart, um and very polished and 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 probably a woman. Because, now, if they come out with a new candidate that's polished and, and also a woman, then that's going to get a lot of the votes that they're looking for. All right. Now, uh, I'm going to leave that alone real quick, but I want to go to something that Miss Joyce just said. Uh, Ms. Joyce said, uh, mentioned the fact that um, we, uh, it's not our fight, it's their fight. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. However, everybody don't know that. People like Maxine Waters, and I love her, but she don't know that. She don't she she don't carry that understanding. To so get down in the mud with Donald Trump because he slapped her around verbally in the past, uh, she's willing to pull her sleeves up and get down in the mud with him. In doing that, she's not upholding the idea that Michelle Obama had, which is the idea that Miss George just spoke about. When they go low, we stay high. We go high and we stay high. Because if we stay high, we will be on the side of righteousness, and righteousness will prevail. But if you get down in the muck with them, then it's hard to see who's right and who's wrong. Thank you.
3: You know, um, it is so enlightening, and that's why talk shows are important. Because when you guys uh, share what your thoughts are, it allows me uh, to better identify what I should be thinking and what i should be doing is interacting with the world in the way i want it to be despite the way it is uh we have to uh set a standard uh that others uh aspire to be like uh we can't like you say get down in the mud with them and get as racist as they are and then it, and then be successful uh it is so odd to me That there are so many businesses that are having trouble dealing with the white, dealing with the colored Americans that they know hold a large amount of the money that they want to have access to. But yet they can't convince their employees of, of the kind of behavior that they should expired to. And it's the same thing with the police officers. The police officers are digging a hole that they're not going to be able to get out of uh, if they continue to behave in this fashion. Because at some point you these all of these things are going to get to a head and righteousness always will prevail. So if they continue to display this Kind of lack of tolerance a lack of understanding about how they should treat people of color, they're going to really, really get hurt in the end. And so we have to recognize, Cheryl, that we cannot play the game that they're playing. We have to play the game that our Lord has already shown us that works, is that we have to be mindful uh, that we have a better spirit, a better uh, demeanor when it comes to interacting with them despite them?
4: Oh, definitely. We. I mean, <clears throat> you know, that's something that, um, you know, I can speak personally, you know, just because of the things that's going on around me and the things that I hear about does not make me treat anybody differently or, or act differently. And when I say that is because I know what God expects of me. And the only thing that I can do is pray for changes and do my other job as far as getting to the polls and reaching out to others being available to bring others, um, those things. But by no means are we to do what they do because just take for example, if a cop is having a bad day and he go to work and just and just say for instance that he shoot the first person that he is on a call to. I mean that is changing who we are and bringing our situation onto the job, which should never, ever be done. We should not do that as a person, and we should not bring any situations onto a job, because if you feel that way, then I think that you should be sitting behind a desk that day or you should stay home. Same thing with us. You know, we shouldn't bring our personal um, situations to the workforce. So, no, we we have to be the best that we can be because he's watching us all the time. We have to be accountable for us, and they have to be accountable for themselves. And we don't want to fall short in that area. So we need to continue to do everything that is pleasing in his eyes.
3: Uh, Andre... And we have to be on a mission despite what is on the show, on the news every day, despite what is going on throughout the country and what is coming out of D.C., we have to uh, expose and participate in what is going to give us the results that we want locally, uh, in our cities, and in our states and across our country, we have to devise a plan uh, that will allow our goodness to overcome the the, the despicable behaviors of some individuals.
5: Well, wonderful answer to everyone, and I'm not sure what the topic is that you're talking about, but just going on your um, last statement, yeah, we've had an opportunity to do that for years and years. And uh, unfortunately, we haven't um, reached a place where we have the support of each other. In so many cases, we always um, find something wrong with the effort, or either we'll support it for a while, and then we fizzle off. And that's because we have so many things that um, trying to capture our attention and distract us. Because while we're being distracted on, by a tweet, They're in a process of uh, making rulings uh, that um, clarifying laws and and what the new regulations and requirements are. And we worried about who tweets, what they're wearing on their back, and and that kind of stuff like that, where justices are making decisions that impact our people. Uh, And will take years and years to turn it around. And when I can see a primary and South Carolina with the candidate that uh, is endorsed and supported by Trump wins in this environment here is very, very discouraging. I don't know if you're talking about Maxine Water that she went low or something like that, but if you are, uh, I, I I, support Maxine uh, water And I know what you all are saying, and I try to be a Christian the best I can. Uh, I'm, I'm on this journey, and I fall short sometimes because I, I tell you what, you get tired of feeling like you are um, being mistreated. And I personally, all all of us have our limits. And uh, while we know what we should do, we,
6: we're
5: struggling and we just have to help. Uh, ask the Lord's help and all because if you remember, uh, I, I found some things that President uh, Obama could have done differently. And I was so frustrated with him because I felt at, at one point that he was taking so much man why don't you do something why don't you do something and it wasn't until he had to curse some folks out and he's very articulate i mean he carried himself the high road so often but it wasn't until he cursed people out and all it took was one time and then some things started to change and then you know what i said now that's what i'm talking about and i'm not a person that curses and i don't support cursing i'm not saying that but what i am saying is sometimes you have to respond in a manner that a person don't expect or a language that they understand in order to get your point across. Now, uh, you know, we still talk about the people out in Puerto Rico out of power and all oh, it's such a shame and stuff. When's the last time we mentioned about our brothers in Haiti? You know, uh, I don't know if today's a good day for me to come in, Brother James.
3: <laughs> no, you, you know, you, you. You know, you are always free to say whatever's on your mind, and certainly uh, that's what I want you to do because it brings to mind we're not the only ones hurting, and we're not the only ones uh, that need to be made aware. Uh, Another thing that I heard today was they are expecting at least almost 12 states uh, to possibly outlaw abortion. And so, you know, a lot of times you look at white America and you wonder why women, white women are not on the side of uh, Democrats because their their rights are going to be taken away as well. And a lot of times I'm not understanding because we know that no matter what they do, people of color are going to become a large percentage of the Of the voting power Uh, So at some point uh, Mexicans and Hispanics And Latinos And the like Are going to um, be On the same level Or the same thought process As African Americans And that is what they're running For afraid of But not only are people of color Should be looking to uh, galvanize themselves In terms of what is going on But white women need to be as well, (laughs) because their rights are being challenged. So until they recognize uh, that they have something to lose, I'm not sure I understand why they're doing what they're doing, D.
1: Well, uh, you know, James, uh, I think the fact that uh, they are not being made aware of what it is that they could be losing just like when it was uh, when they was uh, all hell-bent on trying to replace and repeal Obamacare. Uh, they decided to be tribal as opposed to being realistic. And and woe and behold, a year later, uh, those people that had illnesses uh, and uh, chronic and, and terminal illnesses uh, they cannot get the care that they would have gotten had they just stood fast and been rational, but they decided to be tribal. And so I think that's where our fight is. Our fight is in to uh, bring them to some awareness in a loving and articulate manner so they can be able to understand because now to my point that I'm trying to make Is that you know when you look at the Evangelical Christians And when we look at and what Miss Jones just said and Miss Cheryl just said How we are supposed To act as Christians and they know that They know how they're supposed to act And we, all of us know that There's no perfect Christian alright But we strive for per- perfection On a daily basis And they know that okay But the, the art and the desire to be tribal overran that, and so and so that's where the new fight is, is to make them to make all people more aware, even even when you spoke about the Mexicans and the Latinos, we as people of color should be embracing them like none of, them. all right, even though we speak different languages.
2: But Amen.
1: We, we, but we run that across them on a daily basis, and we mm-hmm. need to let them know that any, any ill feelings that they tried to make us have toward one another in the past is definitely squashed. Mm-hmm. That's okay, right. All right. Because, because this is that, that's, that's the galvanizing power that you're talking about, where we can overcome the rhetoric that they're trying to put in everybody here. They're trying to, they're trying to separate everybody from everybody except themselves. They want to be tribal, mm-hmm. but they were kind to you. So when we know that on this show, that is where we come together. And and, and, and like Ms. Cheryl always says, in our, in our own individual efforts, we do what we're supposed to do. So when it comes down to the next election cycle and there beyond, we have made some progress in the things that we talk about on a daily basis. Thank you. And Cheryl,
3: we have to be smart enough and uh, committed enough. We have to be smart enough and committed enough to fight the battle toward its end and not lose focus uh, when we're do- going through this struggle. Uh, because the truth is is that we have to come together, and just like he said, we have to, white females, white females, um, Hispanic, black, we got to come together and overcome uh, these. The, what is true about the uh, GOP? The, the Republican Party is made up of old rich men who are struggling to maintain power.
5: You are so right. Well, James, said, I think the Democratic Party is not much different from the Republican because uh, it still goes back to. When the Democrats had the majority, House and Senate, certain things were not done and taken care of. And here they uh, did not allow President Obama to select uh, a chief justice. And now now we're starting to feel the rest of that, you know. Sometimes you, you try to be nice and play by the game. Sometimes you have to be a little more strategic.
3: All right, Cheryl. Go ahead, Cheryl.
7: I
4: guess I was just listening, but um but you are right. Um you know, and another thing too is, you know, when you mentioned these old men, um, look like they should have some kind of turn on office because they've gotten too comfortable um in office and they're there forever. So we don't have <coughs> nobody new, no new blood, no new ideas, um, still trying to do things the way they once were, you know, uh, they see things in a whole different um, light and not moving along with as time is moving along. So um, like I said, you know, and we all talk about all the time that we have to start using our voice and our actions as boys on you know, the polls. and It's, starting, and to
0: change.
4: it's starting
5: to change, Ms. Cheryl, uh, this morning, and I was getting dressed so I didn't hear it all, but it was either a 26-year-old or a 29-year-old um, was elected, and I don't even remember the town, and she, um, you know, won over an incumbent that had been there for years. That's on the Democratic side. Uh, and, of course, now she'll have, you know, have the uh that was in the primaries, but then you'll have the election in which she will go against the Republicans.
7: Um, but state of Virginia.
5: Just, she was even surprised. She was even surprised herself.
1: So the state, state, state of Virginia, and she's Latino. Yes, yes.
5: And uh, so, yeah, people are starting to change. So what you think of the Democrats, um, James, that's no longer acceptable either because they didn't do what they could have done when they could have. And uh, I'm I, I'm I'm still <laughs> and believe you me born raised a Democrat supported financially and physically and everything else a Democratic Party and and have the connection with the family but again I'm just I'm very frustrated and after the, this last presidential election I still have not returned to uh, the level of support that I have because I'm starting to see things a little bit different that some of the same ones they say they're going to do and say they're going to do. And they haven't done And a lot of times you take a lot of things for, for granted and, and Ms. Cheryl, you're exactly right In the state of Florida We have Senator Nelson And I tell you what, he's going up against Our current uh, governor spot And the advertisement is already He's been in there for four to five years Talking about Democratic Senator Nelson And that's what they're saying It's time out for politics It's time out for long time politics So, uh, you know, people are changing and, and and you can't take nothing but granted for too long uh democrat uh candidates that come to your churches they're gonna promise you this and promise you that and get in there and they do the same old thing
3: tired of well it. um i uh, i i i have to beg the you for a little bit and when, what I mean is you have a democrat uh whose daughter is running who who won uh, who was a a very powerful man in the state of Florida, and his daughter is now running. and I hope she wins. I'm going to support her, and I'm going to continue to support her. No, no, Nelson. no. I'm
5: talking about for the state senator. No, Senator Nelson is he's been in office for four to five years, and uh, Governor Scott is running against him for that. You're talking about Graham, who right. uh, her father, yes, yeah, well, no, uh, she, he was a Republican, if I'm not mistaken, and she's running as Democrat. No, he's a That's Democrat.
7: She's a Democrat.
5: Oh, well okay, either way, but I'm talking about the forty five year old uh the forty five years in office by Senator
3: Nelson.
7: Right. That's
5: what
3: the Republicans
5: well, are, when are I, trying when to I talk attract. About
7: difference.
3: Right, but when I talk about difference you got Carol you have Georgia with uh D who a black female now has the possibility of becoming uh the first female uh, to win um uh, to become the governor of uh Georgia. So I'm saying that's a good I surely hope they get out and put her sure. in. I surely
5: hope they which would be different. That's exactly right. That would be different. That's different than what we've had with other Democrats in the past. That's you're exactly right. And I remember us talking about that when she um, you know, she won in the type of uh, strategy that she's running and she's getting support, you know, throughout the whole United States. And I definitely hope she won. But that's not the that's not the norm for the old school Democrats. Things are changing. And we're holding, we're holding accountable uh, each candidate. I don't care what their, um, uh, their, policy, uh, their political preference uh, have been. Uh, it, Donald Trump winning has been a game changer. And until we start wrapping our minds around that, what we have been accustomed to, our age group and older, that's not the way it is anymore. You know, people coming out of the woodworks. anybody can run and, and, and potentially win. It, it's, it's a new game. At least I'm not current with it now because the way things used to be when I was coming up, all the time that we were supporting and, and campaigning and financial support, uh, calling folks uh, door-to-door knocking, working down at the um, uh, convention center and all that kind of stuff, it, it's a new day now. At the end of the day, So I surely hope that she wins.
3: I would love to see that. Well, I certainly want everybody to know that I understand and appreciate what women bring to the table and uh, that we need to unleash them on this present situation that we find ourselves in. And these men have a, a different uh, thought process and I'm ready and prepared to support women
5: to mean get back on track. What do you mean by unleash the women? What do you mean by that?
3: When, in terms of women?
5: Yeah, you say unleash the women. What do you mean by that? <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh Lord.
5: Yeah. no! I right, I find I'm on fire today, I'm frustrated, man, because I just hate to see everything that's going. On, but I don't know. I don't understand that statement at all.
3: Well, what I mean by that is I think women bring a different level of understanding when it comes to being humane and that sometimes men get caught up in being men that allow them to do things and put rules in place that hurt people. I don't believe a woman president would have allowed her uh, administration to take children away from their their mothers. I don't believe a woman would uh, find herself in a position where she was unable to negotiate in a way to help save our troops. Uh, Sometimes people, men, when they send men to war, they don't think about the casualties, not only on our side, but on the other side as well. So, therefore, I think women by the nature of who they are, come to the table with an understanding of how valuable life is. I don't have a problem with women being police chiefs. I want them to understand because they know what their their sons and daughters, they want them to get home every day. And so I don't have a problem with uh, uh, being willing and able to see how the world would be run uh, by women being in charge. Uh, uh Regina what what are your thoughts we're talking here today we're talking about that uh, started off talking about a police officer who had uh, been on duty for less than uh, 10 hours and shot and killed a 17 year old uh, but we're just talking about in general how the world has changed and how white America has to reckon with its Uh, the way it is behaving right now. Good evening. Can you you hear me? Yeah, I hear you fine.
6: Okay, great. Um, What I'm seeing is a very interesting change. young lady out of New York, 28 year old uh, young lady who defeated the, the man who was positioned to take over Nancy Pelosi's place, I, I believe, or what uh, he was supposed to be the next something. But he was like a long time politician. This young lady did not run a platform of being against anybody. She was for humanity. And that's what she brought to the table. She did not dog, dog truck, but she showed pictures of various people, brown people, and showed how uh, man's inhumanity to man and how she wanted to change that. She was a Democrat. She is a Democrat. And the problem that we're having is the longtime Democrats who are so busy negotiating because they, all of them, have their hands in the pot, in the various pots. So they have to make sure that they negotiate so that their hands are not shown. These young people, they're not into that. They're into doing what is right. We have one right here in South Carolina who just want a seat from an incumbent, who's been there. The incumbent tried to go low. He stayed high. And he said, um, age has its place, but youth also has its place. Give us a chance. So I see that as happening now across the spectrum of the United States. Donald Trump is in there. We have not been able to get him out regardless of what he does. He is proven it. He can go in the middle of what 5th Avenue he said, shoot somebody, and still get away with it. I bet he won't get away with some
3: of these new folks who are coming in. It is truly going to be interesting to see what happens in November and what happens as we uh, move towards uh the second uh the election in 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 2020. You know, we got to really get ourselves together and focus on what's going on. And I just can't wait to see uh why I want to see this black female win the state of Georgia so that that yeah. momentum to everything that's going on yes. around the country.
6: Yay, I I'm just coming off of vacation on the road, but my second desire for the summer is to meet her. She is my role model. All right, we're
3: going to take a short break, and we're going to come back and give everyone an opportunity to have their final words. Thank mm-hmm. This is James C. DeShay, the host of Thought, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We're here so that your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruptions. Uh, D., what, what is your
1: final thought for this evening? Well, my final thoughts are that um, we need to come to grips with the fact that we have to get in the new game. Um, I have a feeling that this is only Chapter 1. Uh, so um, we have to get accustomed and reinvent our attitude to try to uh, get our younger people and a lot of people who are not even interested in the things that we're talking about, we got to find ways to get them interested because their vote will count in all the election cycles. But they have to be they have to be passionate enough to uh get involved and to make a difference. The kind of difference that we're talking about. Thank you. All right.
3: Uh, Regina, your final thought this evening. Well, it's um hi, James. Um one thing that sort of
6: surprised me in this uh runoff that we had in South Carolina is that some people Actually, did not know that it was a runoff, that they had the opportunity to go back to the poll to vote again. So, what we've got to do, I think, is get these dates in our minds. And when we have conversations, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget there's an election, there's a midterm election, don't forget keep these to keep it to the forefront. Because some folks still it
3: still hasn't hit them yet. They're still sitting at home. And this is just baffling. Well, you're right about one thing. We we cannot um, sit at home anymore. We've already seen what sitting at home will get you, and it is not what we want. Uh, Audrey, your final thought for this evening?
5: Let us make sure that we're not only talking and letting our voices be heard, but let us also make sure that we're taking action that will make a positive difference for our future.
3: All right, Audrey And we need more of your voice, Audrey, so you're going to have to find time to get here so that we have a lot more time to have you uh, share your thoughts. Uh, so, you know, we want you to get an opportunity more than just once. Uh As we go around talking Uh, So we look forward to hearing your voice More often because you bring a
4: lot To the table Uh,
3: Cheryl uh, your final thoughts this evening
4: Um, Very good conversation Um, I'm going to have to agree with everyone Who went before me With their final comments And it's so true You know although some things Are being done And some things are um, beginning to change But I always say, whatever we do, we can always do more.
3: All right, guys. I will see you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Thoughts, Love, and Reflection. Uh, We're here seven days a week, uh, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. So dial in at 657-383-0309. We want to talk and allow others to talk with us. Take care, everybody. See you tomorrow.